Hey everyone, this is the Outlaw John Roca here from the Outlaw Nation Podcast Network. Well, if you like any one of the shows that you hear the audio for here on the Outlaw Nation Podcast Network and you want to make your own, well, let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty awesome. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's right. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's how it worked for me. It'll work for you. YouTube link. Why can't I hear it? Did you tweet the YouTube link? Hold on. Yeah. Can you hear it? No. No weird okay it says we're live what? but i i didn't hear anything so i don't know if we are live at all here uh or something happening what am i paying you for john <laughs> what are You're you doing show for? it's a fantastic question i'm looking i'm gonna look at our live uh, uh interaction here on uh, youtube to make sure we are live uh and if you guys are watching us right now i got about 21 of you let us know for live because this is weird. Okay, can you hear us now? Can you hear us as well? See and hear you. All right, Ben. I can't hear us, so let's have fun. Um, welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of the Hot Mic here this week. You know, the weekly show we do, Jeff and I, here on the Outlaw Nation channel. Excited to be jumping into so many topics here from the world of entertainment, both fit to print and not fit to print. No controversy is too big. No story is too small for us to tell. No petty story is too small for us to discuss or get into for sure. Um, uh, but I am the outlaw John Roca, and that is uh, Jeff Snyder. Jeff, how are you doing on this Thursday afternoon? I'm just dandy. <laughs> okay. Fair I'm turn down my volume so I don't hear myself. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, see, uh, so uh, we got we got so much to get into. Just want to remind you all to please uh, send in your stream labs and super chats as we go on through the show. Anything you want us to talk about, anything you need our opinion on, stream labs and super chats is the easiest way to get us to react to it, to comment on it, to give you our two cents on it. And it could be anything. It doesn't have to be entertainment. You might have questions about sports or about uh, life or about politics or about getting into the business. All those things are available here uh, as we go along. If you have questions you want to send in, it's only going to be an hour-long show. It's how we map this thing out. And the way it works is each of us brings up a news item. The other one doesn't know which one he's going to bring up, so it's random in the order, and we discuss it. So, uh, Jeff, where would you like to go first, or shall well, I go ahead? Let's, let's go to the story that we forgot to do last week. All right, go ahead. I mean, we got to talk about Bruce Willis. Yeah, the great Bruce Willis. Right? I mean, just terribly sad. I've always had a thing for Bruce Willis because I've always thought my dad kind of looked like Bruce Willis. <laughs> you know, he's not oh, like that. Um he just, I don't know. Uh, he kind of had this Bruce Willis vibe or has that one. But anyways, Bruce Willis, uh, one of my favorite movie stars. Yes. I did the Bruce Willis top 10 movie list for Collider. Oh. Um, like it was great to just like, he's so versatile. Yeah. Like you just, yeah. you think of him as the diehard guy and I get that, but he's capable of so much more. Sure. I mean, he, he's really one of these guys who can do, he's almost like a Ryan Reynolds or a Chris Pratt or they are like him in the mm -hmm. sense that, he can do action. 
He can do comedy and he can do romance, which is very rare to do all three. The Rock cannot do romance. Uh, not yet, no. But you're right. I no, hear you. That's no. The Rock cannot do romance. <laughs> it's just, like, yeah, no. Uh, okay. It may, it may be too much muscles, you know. I, I just don't know how relatable that is. But the man's been in two. The man's been married twice. You tell me he can't do romance. I mean, if Pacino can mess around in heat and look unnatural as hell, then so can, uh, did, you so can see, did you see The Rock and, and Gal Gadot in that movie? Uh, was there romance in that movie? I don't remember there being romance. They tried to graft it on at the end. No, it, do, it doesn't work with him, which is, which is fine. And, you know, it never really worked that much with, with Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, so Bruce Willis, <laughs> yes. give, me, give me your thoughts. Uh, it's tough. You know, uh, his wife released a new picture of him. There he is with her hanging out. That's her. Uh, sorry, that's Emma. Yeah, Emma Hemming Willis. They released this picture of them hanging out, uh, um, being with each other. And he looks, you know, he looks happy. He looks smiley, skinny. Um, but Jeff, you hear the news and you're like, ah, man, this, you know, those of us who are a little bit older in years, you start to glimpse that uh, possibility out there and certainly seeing our heroes start to slowly or the icons of our time start to slowly succumb to the, um, uh, the perils of aging. Uh, and it's sad to see someone like Bruce Willis who, you know, kind of had become a bit of a punchline over the last couple of years for the, all those movies he was doing. I think everybody now has to reassess everything. Rotten Tomatoes pulled back. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, uh, yeah, the Razzies pulled back that award. Kevin Smith of all people apologized to Bruce Willis for essentially turning him into a, a, uh, a market for him over the last few years with all the stories he told about Cop Out. Uh, and so many people came forward with their tributes, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt recently talking about how Bruce Willis gave him an incredible compliment on Looper. So many of these people coming forward sure, to speak it, about it. So it, was, it was beautiful. And yeah. yet at the same time, I think it's important to keep track of the fact that Bruce Willis isn't dead. Yes, true. You know, like, true. You know, we can't we can't treat people with a disability like they're already gone. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Um, and, and I don't know. You know, I, I've read a little bit about aphasia and what and what he's dealing with. Yeah, uh, I know. I know it's going to cost him. You know, his ability to like communicate and like his, his speech or you know eventually. Yes. Um, but you know, d d is it is it a death sentence or or is it just like that? Yeah, you know, well, uh, it all depends, right, Gab? Uh, uh, I was reading in the Washington Post today. Uh, Gabby Giffords, who she has aphasia, and yeah. you know she has been able to function. She's been, you know, the the uh, the um, uh, politician who was uh, sadly shot uh, uh, at a rally there. She has aphasia. She's able to function. She's um, the thing with aphasia is it doesn't slow down your brain activity. You can think of you just can't seem to formulate the word. You know what right. you want to say. You can't formulate yeah, the word, so it slows things down. That makes it hard when you're an actor, unless you've got an incredible editor on the set it, or course. afterwards. It makes it really tough to be able to deliver these moments. But it doesn't mean that you can't show up in a cameo or you can't show up in a small. Sure. And, and that's effectively what he's been doing lately. lately yeah. right? He, he comes on, he does two days on a movie set and gets paid a million dollars a day. And yeah. he, he bangs out 10 or 15 minutes of worth of a movie. And he can be like, you know, a co-star. He's always paired with like a younger guy. Yeah. Who's the one, you know, rolling around doing the stunts these days. Um, you know, you do have to reassess all, all that stuff. You know, yeah. there's something noble about him. 
uh, trying to, you know, earn that, that, you know, that money yeah. for his family, um, knowing that he's, he's retiring, you know, not that, you know, they're not obviously set for life already. Yeah. Um, but, but at the same time, I, I saw the argument where like, it's kind of sick that they're like propping him up a little, like he has this team of people like speaking into his ear and like, mm. you know, there was, I could see the angle where is he being exploited a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. And Frank Grillo said uh, recently, uh, I can't remember where he was in an interview. He said, um, that he felt this was going to be Bruce's last film before the announcement was set, so or, or was was released. So clearly, his um, companions or his workmates uh, there on sets and his friends saw this was happening. Saw that it was very yeah noticeable. Yeah, it was noticeable. Didn't know how far down it was going to go, and in the end, it happened. And uh, that's the sad truth of it all: is that it happened in a way that was. Um, I don't know, just kind of sad to see and uh, experience. And now, and yes, you're right. It's not, he's not gone or anything like that, but they won't tell us how he acquired this. They won't say what the, the, uh, the extent of the cognitive issues are here. Um, you know, and, again, you know, how, how much of it is our business? You know, all, all we need to know really is like that he's stepping away from movies, yeah. uh, you know, at, at the moment. Uh, I, I don't know if this is the kind of thing that, that can get better. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, you know, seeing I, I follow one or two of his daughters. On, yeah. It's like an army. I feel like a, a, a small family. Yeah. Um, uh, but like I follow two of them, I think, on Instagram. And it's been like wonderful seeing the, like the photos and, and yeah. how he's just dad to them or Papa, actually. Right, right. right. Yeah. And, and quite a few people have come out now uh, recently, um, Jeff, to talk about directors of his for the films saying they had to they had to cut down shoot days. They had to cut down scripts from like 25 pages of his dialogue to five pages just to be able to have him in the movie. And, you know, a lot of these movies, they're hitting a quote. That's why Bruce is appearing in them. It's not because Bruce read the script. It was like, I've got to play this role. I mean, a lot of actors in the twilight start to appear in these movies and it's because they meet a quote. Yeah, sure. And, and I know a lot of those, you know, indie producers. Right. And, and that because that's how they're financing these. these yeah. Movies. I got Bruce Willis to be in the film. Give me money. Right? Or Nick Cage or whoever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because they have certain, you know, international value. Now, obviously, when when you see reports of, like, Bruce Willis mishandling props and it becoming a safety issue. That's the danger. At that right. point, it's like, yeah. all right, buddy. Like, almost like a quarterback who's, like, been concussed yeah. too many times. Like, you just got to, like, take the football from him and be like, hey, man, you've, you've had a good one. You've had a good run. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised – that it was time yeah you know? yeah and we'll see i mean if, if anybody i don't know i have a weird feeling like tarantino is going to find a way to slide him into one of his films that, before he gets out of here i mean shit what if what if he's off learning asl right now that's like the hot new thing man oh, yeah. that's a good point you no know, why why couldn't he appear as like a a deaf character and you know not that he's losing his hearing but right 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 communicate oh. with his hands or something i didn't know yeah, I, just, I, I don't know yeah that's for sure um, all right. What are your favorite uh, Bruce Willis movies, though, besides Die Hard? Since we're both going to say Die Hard, obviously. But, uh, well, obviously, Pulp Fiction. Um, yeah. I I think a film of his. I mentioned this last week on another show. I think a film a film of his that people totally forget, but that offered us the first window into what Bruce Willis can do as an actor, drama wise, in Country in 1989, where he plays the Vietnam veteran with at the time was someone that they really wanted to push up into mainstream status, Emily Lloyd, as an actress at the time. Um, essentially the Abby Cornish of the 1980s, someone that they wanted to kind of see 
as a possible star. And this, if no one's seen that, hardly anyone has seen that film or talks about that film. And Bruce Willis des- delivers a heartbreaking portrayal of a Vietnam veteran coming to terms with his PTSD, coming to terms with what happened in the war as I think it's his a niece or something that leads him through this uh, kind of journey uh, for sure. I, I love that. I, I will defend Hudson Hawk till the day I die. I love him in Hudson Hawk. <laughs> I mean, obviously the diehard movies. Um, what about you? I mean, I, I love like Unbreakable. I'll always yes. have a, a soft spot for Color of Night. Uh, oh God, really? Oh my God. Yeah, that, that's oh, one of my guilty God. pleasure favorites. Um, I always, I always loved him in like uh, Sin City. Oh yeah, great in, in that role, yeah. and even as the voice of Baby Mikey in oh, Look yeah. Who's Coming, and Death yeah. Becomes Her. Like he's very good at comedy. How about Moonrise Kingdom? I mean, yeah. what a sweet role for him to play, caring for the kid. I mean, it's a Bruce Willis we rarely saw on screen playing a human character yeah. uh, who is kind of like figuring out how to be in charge of this kid. Never know? really had like, did he have a lot of scandals? Did he, he didn't really uh, like that. I mean, behind the scenes, there were reports. I mean, him and Sybil Shepherd, that was a big deal in the 1980s. Uh, they're back and forth in there. But I mean, Sybil's okay. no wall. Once he became so. a movie star, like he kind of yeah. led a clean life. No, yeah, from what I under, yeah, from what I can think off the top of my head, I don't recall any big scandals. Um, Compared I don't know to like was... Schwarzenegger and Stallone, right. I feel like he, yeah, like I don't know. I'm just th- this guy, I always mm-hmm. like Bruce Willis. I'm gonna miss yeah. him. He's got the political stuff, which you can separate out, I think. But yeah, um, there's stuff there. But uh, an incredible range uh, um, as an actor, though he was kind of lumped in with these action heroes at the beginning of the 1990s. Bruce has pushed the boundaries in a lot of ways and appeared in numerous things and just always delivered. And so it's going to be a shame uh, that we won't get him. And let's not forget 12 Monkeys, Jeff. Another fantastic performance right. from Bruce Willis as well. Um, all right, let's move on to our next story here. Let's move on to the big story here. That's Ezra Miller, bro. Ezra Miller, bro. What is happening with Ezra Miller here? WB, this is according to Rolling Stone, apparently had some impromptu emergency level meetings about him to uh, kind of look at what they're going to do about the latest um issues with him the latest uh situations that have popped up here in hawaii he was arrested for disorderly conduct and harassment um and the consensus according to rolling stone in the room from these water brothers and dc executives was to hit pause on any future projects involving ezra miller and look the flash has already started shooting or already finished shooting and will be coming out in june of next year they pushed it to june of next year and we're probably a year away from uh, a sequel being even remotely considered and written and shot um and then we're in we're in this uh, Warner Brother Warner Brothers Discovery situation that's happening here uh as well in this whole mix and apparently there were frequent meltdowns on the set of the Flash movie with Ezra where he would blow up and storm off set not sure what he was doing not sure what was going on all these kinds of things and Certainly Rolling Stone drudging up some old stuff as well, where he wanted to show the uh, bow and arrow or the crossbow from, uh, let's, uh, we talk about Kevin, that film that he, we played a, a young uh, kid serial killer there. Um, so uh, thoughts on the Ezra Miller situation and what WB and DC do now? And is this their own fault for not dealing with him attacking that woman outside that bar in Iceland and kind of, you know, never commenting on it and making that video disappear? uh i mean what are they pressing pause on uh well him appearing in other dc projects um appearing in more fantastic going to was he going to anyways like i just 
I don't know. This feels like corporate uh, cover your ass stuff. Like, oh yeah, we, we, we had a meeting, we talked about it, we addressed it. Um, wow. I mean, yeah, I just don't see what they're pressing pause on. His stuff is already done. He's got, right, Dumbledore, right? He's My in there. That comes out this weekend. Right? Yeah. These movies. Uh, he's got Dumbledore coming out next week, and he's got, he's you know, right. The Flash coming out next year. It's not like they're going to recast that role. Um, I mean, the multiverse gives them that opportunity. That's a, that's a convenient out. Yes. Uh, but, you I mean, know, are, I don't know are, if I see them going that route, especially to, to get, you know, Grant Gustin from the CW. That's the petitions that people want Grant Gustin to slide in and take the spot of Ezra. Couldn't you just get Justin Long and no one would bat an eye? I feel like no one would care. Oh, no one would be able to tell the difference if you got Justin I mean, Long. I think it would help if Grant Gustin had any sort of like feature profile. Wow. Which he doesn't, right? Wow. Like wow. he could he could literally knock on the door with a pizza and I'd give him five bucks and say, Thanks, pizza guy. <laughs> that's, like, I have no idea who he is. That's for you. You know, that's for you, but most people know who Grant. I mean, did you know who Sasha Kaye was? Think most people know yeah. Grant Gustin. I think most people who watch the girl stuff know who what are you talking is. about. I'm just saying, I think most people know Grant, uh, superhero stuff know Grant Gustin, for God's sakes. They know he's Flash. He's been in for eight, nine, ten seasons, however long it was on the CW. I, I think that Ezra Miller's a really good actor. Yeah. And like everybody, like, like name a time, like the, this is, I, I just, I, I, he's going to come back. You think so? Really? Yeah. How come people are treating uh, Will Smith with a sledgehammer? And Ezra Miller with a slap on the wrist. I'm so confused by this. You know why? Uh, yeah. Okay. Are, are we going to say it? Is it? No, I mean, no, you know, it's, 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 that's not why. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, you, you could say that there's some racism to it. Of course, there's racism to but it. But I, I don't. That's not what I was getting at. What are you getting at? That we saw Will Smith. It's like I said last week. Seeing is belief. we saw the video of him choking that woman and slamming her into the ground in 2018. Okay, but I'm talking about this new incident. Okay. Oh, the but there is video on TMZ of him at the bar uh, getting irate. But I mean, you're this, right. It didn't happen on national. really, like, company. difficult. He clearly has some issues that he needs to go off and address. Mm. But I just don't see how, like, if he goes off and addresses them, why he won't be, like, allowed back. Yeah. Would you say Ezra is a star? No. You would not say Ezra Miller is a star. No, I don't. I really don't actually understand that. Because uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it. Like my dad knows who Ezra Miller is. Oh my god! God save me! What are you, Bill Simmons over here? If your dad doesn't know him, it doesn't fucking matter. What, what are you talking about? No, like my dad's watching like extra every night and entertainment. Oh, tonight. okay. Like he's pays attention to stuff I write. Like. I just don't think that he would know. I don't. I don't know. Even know if my brothers would fucking know who Ezra Miller. Wow! Is. Wow! All right. Fair enough. Well, Daddy Snyder, if you're watching, hello. Nice to meet you. Um. <laughs> well, what do you think? So you think they'll just put him in some kind of rehab, and you don't think they'll recast it? You don't think they'll bring in another actor, use the multiverse as the out, bring in another actor to play? Not maybe Gustin, but someone else. They could, but like they can't even let go of other like every, anything else. I mean, they're bringing back Michael Keaton. Like, they are. I'm not going to say that we've seen the last of Ben Affleck as Batman. No, you know, no. like, it, I just this is a studio that can't let people. Like, I mean, Henry Cavill's still Superman technically, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I just don't see them making a big change like that. 
let me throw something else out there to you because I want to get a reaction from you because I know I will. Is there is there anything to the idea that Zack Snyder would have done a better job handling this kid than anyone? I mean, you never heard any kind of issues when he was doing Justice League with this kid. Even during the reshoots, there were no Does issues. he need a fucking babysitter? He's an adult. He's a grown man, Ezra Miller. Uh, I'm just saying, can he handle Ezra better than anyone else can? Is Does he just have the key here? Because you never hear this about any happen on a movie outside. set. This wasn't the, like this is an after hours thing. I think it's completely okay. irrelevant who's who is directing the Flash. And if Zack Snyder had been directing the Flash, Ezra Miller wouldn't have lashed out at you know. Uh, I think this is a preposterous argument. Well, I'm just saying. Sometimes you have a mentor on set, and a mentor on set can, when you have these meltdowns, you have these moments, can find a way to talk you through them, and you apply those techniques in other areas of your life. When you're not on set, that's he, possible. He can still apply that those techniques when he's not working with Zack Snyder, if he learned them or not. I, yeah, I that's fair. This kid has some demons. Yeah. Right? And and he needs to address them before he can go back to work. But I think that he will eventually go back to work unless he just chooses to like be a crazy person. That's fair. That's fair. Which, you know, uh, I, yeah. I like Zeno's suggestion that Timothy Chalamet could take the role. Yo, Lord God Almighty, he'd be a fantastic Flash. No, listen, I'm sure I'm sure they would love that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I mean, listen, any, anything could happen. I, I may be talking out of my ass. I'm just going by what I've seen. Okay, but you know, there's going to be new leadership, obviously tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. right. As of yeah. tomorrow or Monday or whatever, and um, they may not tolerate that shit. Did you Did you anticipate? And that may be why they're having these meetings, Jeff, right? And Sarnoff, all that. Did you anticipate the, no, uh, what do you call it? The well, over... Closed technically has it. Huh? Yeah. It doesn't happen until like tomorrow or Monday, right? Right. But people are leaving their yeah, positions. Yeah. So... The, other, the other people I don't even think can be in the meetings yet. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, okay. Ben Rayner wants to know my top three. Oh, Ben Rayner says my top three, six cents, whole nine yards, and the kid. The kid? Ben, the kid? All right. I don't know. I don't. I don't buy the kid. I'm more. Uh, I could see how the kid could have like that could be like a personal one for you. I'm just surprised by the whole nine yards. Like yeah, the whole nine yards. I was like, yeah, okay. Fair enough. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. They gave Robert Downey Jr., Mel Gibson, and Lindsay Lohan so many chances, yet Will Smith is getting shut down. Will Smith is not getting shut down. All these articles. Uh, I mean, can we talk about Will Smith at this point? All yeah, these. Let articles. me let me do one more super chat, and then we'll get to Will Smith. And Louis okay. Carrizales says, "What are your thoughts on the horror film X? I think it's." T. West's best film. T. West? Oh, my God. What? What? It's I don't know. He's saying Suge Knight, everybody. <laughs> Is it T.L. West? I don't know. Ty West? Ty West. You don't know how it's spelled. It's the best horror slasher I've seen in a long time. I don't know Ty West. I don't know horror so that much. So, you know. <laughs> T.I. It's like he's at the right. T.I. West. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, any thoughts here on uh, the horror film X? I'm just, I'm just teasing you. Did you see X? No, I'm not. I told you I don't go see the slasher films. I know, I not... and guys. John's a big softy. He, he he looks tough and menacing, but yeah. Oh no, I'm talking menacing. I just don't like the time. I just don't like slasher films. I like horror films. Like horror guys. Uh, X was awesome. I loved X, and that was great. That Ty West knocked it out of the park. I really liked. Because like he's known for his slow burns, which I don't think have always paid off. Yeah, the House of the Devil was a little overrated. Um, I really like the Sacrament though. Uh, didn't like the Innkeepers, and uh, anyways, this was like a slow burn that paid off. 
like okay. the last 45 minutes of this movie like put my jaw on the floor a couple times and it made me care about the characters i just i like the character development i like yeah. there was like some real emotion and sensuality in that movie go okay. on all right fair enough all right jeff wants to talk about will smith next so, so that's his choice will smith. Hey, will smith all what? these like articles are coming out we're yeah. like losing all this business this stuff was happening before the slap yeah i mean like a jojo like People are just combing through his IMDb and like looking at like some like only someone who is just like completely, I don't know, like unfamiliar with development could point to that Jojo Siwa thing and be like, this was ever going to happen. A lot of people ran with that saying that. Oh, my God. Yeah. The headlines. Guys, half of these things on on his IMDb are just like announcements. There was no heat. They're literally I, I went looking the other day. I was like, there's no heat behind any of these. Yeah. Uh, which is weird, but that's, you know, like, I think it was Justin Kroll uh, who, who tweeted, he was always taking time off. Yeah. He, he had just done, you know, all of campaign season, right. After King Richard, like mm-hmm. he wasn't going to do anything anyways. So when he, when they lost that director, David Leach, yeah. that was before, yeah. right. On, on the Netflix project. So like, yeah, they put it on hold. They don't have a director on it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You just see the, the way that the media twists these things, you know, for its own benefit and made it look like everyone's like withdrawing from Will Smith when yeah. really Will Smith was like, hey, I'm actually taking a break. I've, this has been communicated to the entire town before the Oscars. Yeah. Right. Come on. I mean, cor- I mean, I'm looking at the articles here, right? Variety says Variety's got that uh, article saying, how does Will Smith get out of movie jail? Which is ridiculous. Written by who? Yeah. Written by who? <laughs> what do you want me to say? Say, say, say the name. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say the name. You say the name. I don't have it in front of me. Is it? It's it's Andy Wallenstein, right? Yeah. Andy Love Wallenstein. Andy Wallenstein. Yeah, yeah. Right. Really smart guy. Takes the break Will Love, Smith out of Love movie. Andy. Yeah. Andy, not a movie guy. Yeah. It's it's like it's just as simple as that to me. Yeah. Andy Wallenstein. Love him. Brilliant reporter. Would love to work with him again. Not a movie guy. Not someone. Yeah. Sorry. So he's claiming that other Smith-centric projects are finding themselves on the proverbial back burner from netflix action or fast and loose to which which i for, you told me fast and loose was already falling apart before will did anything here um or they had delayed I mean, it they could have stuck another director on that and and yeah. gone with it but again i i it is like kroll said we're like he was taking some time off mm-hmm. like will smith needed knew he needed a fucking break and Bad Boys apparently so slow. So apparently, has been slowed down, according to some outlets. Esquire writing about that as well. Um, that apparently he's got the first forty pages of of the fourth installment, but they've slowed the production down. But like you when, said, when did Bad Boys three come out? Uh, last year, two years ago, two years, beginning of COVID. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, okay, they got forty pages since then. All right. Mm-hmm. So in two years, they'll have another forty pages, and another two years, they'll have another forty pages, and then you got a hundred and twenty page script. You know, like. This is like so far off. Bad yeah. Boys Four. The idea that there are any breaks yet to even pump is laughable. Yeah, yeah. Well, two things to add to the story here. What do you, and, and this might be fascinating to get your take on here, Jeff. Uh, something Wallenstein points out in the article too is about um, his production companies, Westbrook, and then Candle Media um, took a, a, a property equity back firm that took a minority stake in the venture in January. Uh, and can, uh, Candle C- uh, co-CEO Kevin Mayer is apparently standing by their investment in Westwood. So does this affect those projects? It may not affect Will Smith himself, but it could affect those projects from going forward because Will Smith's name is attached to it. 
And uh, Wallerstein comparing it to uh, Tom Cruise on the couch with Oprah, there could be some connection here because Cruise did Tropic Thunder. That's what kind of brought him back fully into the mainstream if people were okay with it after that display. Um, although a slap is, is, is assault, technically is assault. Um, this is a different thing. But do you think this could affect that production company going forward in making these projects with the uh, with these people, with these companies? That's a good point that Andy brings up, since mm -hmm. Andy knows more about the uh, finance uh, than, I, than I would. Mm. I do not think, I don't really think that it will affect things. I, I think it could affect some of the projects that come to Westbrook, yeah, yeah, yeah. come to Westbrook as a result of this. They say, yeah. we're going to go... You know, with Michael B. Jordan's Outlier Society or something mm. like that. Right, right, right. Um, but I think that there will be enough and enough people don't give a shit about this and just want to move on already that, like, yeah. Will Smith is always it's still going to be Will Smith. I yeah. mean, I, I, even if you don't even put, like, Will Smith's name on it, you just say from Westbrook Studios. Yeah, like, that's true. I, th I think it would be fine for a while. Um, I, I don't really see this affecting that yeah. whole transaction. And, and I want to bring up one other thing. CAA denying the report that they considered dropping Smith. The other side of this is something that Jeff mentioned last week on the hot mic where he was talking about, what is this California law that they have to wait all this time? Well, apparently they don't have to wait all this time because according to new reports today, um he's not in the academy yeah the academy is going Resigned. to speed up a well he already did but the academy is going to speed up a meeting on what punishments they're going to give will smith right but they could only speed it up because he's not in the academy oh okay so that's the reason why they sped it up right okay. they're, they're like once he's out right they're like oh well we, now we can have a meeting about him whenever we want so what do you anticipate will come out of this what what they can't can they bar him from being nominated for an well, award? He, he already he already neutered them, right? Like, right, what are they going to do? The yeah. worst that they could have done was kick him out, and he's already out. Yeah. So he neutered them, which is another kind of slap in the face of the academy, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm shocked that they would even consider sanctions at this. You know, point when when we say consider, guys, it's like, okay, did did someone at CAA turn to someone at CAA and say? Man, Will Smith, what a knucklehead. Should we get rid of this guy? Then the other one said <laughs> no. And then a reporter can say, well, CAA considered uh, getting rid of him. I mean, it's just, come on. This is how things work. And I would do it too as a reporter. I'm just like being honest about it. I'm yeah. just telling you that this is how it is, guys. Uh, mm -hmm. all, that's all you need is someone turning to someone and saying, well, should we get rid of this Will Smith guy? And you can turn into CAA considering. They were never getting rid of Will Smith. That's fucking laughable. Yeah. Uh, and what's interesting, and I brought it up on Oscar night, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that when CAA and ICM merge, yeah, Chris Rock is coming over from ICM. <laughs> so unless you like really work it out with these yeah. guys, like, you know, yeah. you know, Chris, Will is here. Will, Chris is here. Like, don't come. Don't, you know, you got to like keep these guys on opposite sides of the agency or something. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Chris Rock is going to like jump, if he's going to be like, I don't want to be represented by the, the people who represent Will Smith, but they're going to well, stick with Will Smith over Chris Rock. Of course. And I, you know, Chris Rock ain't bringing in the duckets like that. Uh, the other part of this too, I mean, who thought that it was going to be Will Smith of the Will Smith, Martin Lawrence pair that would be the one that would pull something like this kind of insane considering some of the things that went down with Martin Lawrence during his more 
difficult days after his fame hit and some of the things that he was involved in. Kind of crazy to think about. And do you believe that at some point down the road, they're going to put Chris Rock and Will Smith in a movie together as like a buddy cop and they'll make some kind of reference to that slap as a way to getting past it? No, I don't see Chris Rock taking the bait there. I think Chris Rock is smarter than that and better than that. Oh, okay. Um, but I could see Will Smith doing something with like Kevin Hart, who was also toxic for a little while. Yeah, true, true. I could see the two of them teaming up. Okay. Um, or you know, Ke- Kevin Hart extending if Kevin Hart feels like he's back in in you know good in the good graces of Hollywood, extending that hand to Will Smith to lift him back up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I but mm, do I see Chris Rock and Will Smith doing anything? Unless they come out and like present an award together at the Oscars and, and they basically kiss and make up, which is what you want. You know, if you were a parent, right, and your kid yeah. got into a fight on the playground, you'd say, go apologize to him, you know, kiss and make up, that kind of thing. Yeah. That would be a lovely thing. I just don't know if these two egos in Hollywood are, would, would be able to permit that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay, we got a, a Streamlab that came through. Ladies and gentlemen, send in the Streamlab Super Chats. Are you enjoying this? You're getting inside information from Jeff Snyder. We're having these back and forth. You guys say you love the show. we got 145, almost 150 of you all watching us right now live. Make sure you hit that like button, but also send in some support. Send in some love for what we got going on here. The Streamlabs address is pinned in the chat. It's in the description of this video. It's also up there on the screen. Wayne Edwards, thank you, Wayne, for the very kind donation. It says, what's up, gents? This is the first time I've been able to catch the show live. You both are doing great work with this show. Roca, thank you for your after Oscar thoughts and all the work you do. Snyder, you rock. Keep doing what you do. Give him a little more than that, for God's sakes. Tell him, tell him you love him. Tell him you love him, for God's sakes. Thank you. There Thank you. Is it, is it going to kill you? I love you. There we go. Thank you, Wayne Edwards. We love you. No, and- make, make me believe it. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Oh, that's good. Um, all right, let's move on to another story here that is connected to this Oscar story, Will Smith. So and that's Amy Schumer. Uh, she, was in a, she was doing a, a show in Vegas uh, talking about, you know, doing her stand-up. Um, and, uh, she was talking about, uh, this joke that she wasn't allowed to tell at the Oscars. And this kind of opened the door to having this conversation yet again about what can and can't be joked about. She said, I was kind of feeling myself. And then all of a sudden Ali, that's, she calls Will Smith Ali. Cause he played him all right in the biopic was making his way up and it was just a fucking bummer. All I can say is that it was really sad. And I think it says so much about toxic masculinity. It was really upsetting. Uh, but the joke that she wanted to say was, don't look up is the name of a movie. More like don't look down the barrel of Alec, Alec Baldwin's shotgun. I wasn't allowed to say any of that at the Oscars, but you can just come up and where you, but you can just come up and slap someone. So in essence, she was saying her joke was in better taste than the slap or her joke should have been allowed, which is a horrible joke. Cause someone actually fucking died and was murdered, arguably murdered. And, uh, she thinks her joke should have been allowed because uh, uh, that makes fun of that because Will Smith slapped somebody. It's Listen, you're you're familiar with the blue wall of silence, right? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, this is like the black cord of protection. Okay, comedians who share they all hold one thing in their hands is a yeah. fucking microphone with a yeah. black cord. <laughs> These comedians are going to stick together. Okay, I have not heard one comedian take the side of Will Smith, and I understand that they want to protect their own. Uh, I I think that um, that there is, you know, I'm fine with joking about just about anything, really. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's a time and a place for certain jokes. And the Oscars are not the time and the place to joke about the cinematographer who was killed by accident on the set of a movie. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I laugh my ass off. You know, Sam Morrill, uh, who's, who's one of my favorite comedians, does a great joke about the little boy who was killed by an alligator at Disney World. Mm. Okay? <laughs> it's It's amazing. And it's all about how a woman in the crowd like got offended by it. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what he did? What? He got her off the stage and said, see you later, alligator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I mean, it's just yeah. like, I, I, I laugh at like some really dark shit, but uh, I don't th- find that that particularly funny. And, and I think that she was advised um, correctly to leave yeah. that off. Yeah. And this is what I think is the problem. And, and, you know, I know, I know me and you had a back and forth about this last week. This is not a joke that should even be remotely occurring to you to tell at the Oscars. But if you start MTV movie awards in the Oscars, this is the kind of shit you're going to get. And at some point, it's okay to have something that has some kind of esteem and nobility to it. Did you catch Dr. Dre and Snoop? And Eminem and 50 Cent dropping cuss words all over their raps during a halftime show. If those motherfuckers are who are actual badasses, not Amy Schumer, can cuss during their sh- can stop cussing during the shows because it's a Super Bowl during their raps, you can fucking hold back on some of these jokes uh, because you're trying to grind an axe on national television. And I think this is such a mistake. And I get it. Look, the genesis is. It's Alec Baldwin being a douche and, and doing the things that he did to be involved in trying to escape responsibility for what happened and that terrible ABC interview. But to use someone's death as fodder for your joke in that moment, someone who's just recently passed away in, in, in a way that was horrific and sad, it just, at some point, it's okay to restrain the comedians. That's what I'm getting at. It's okay to say for certain events, we don't want those fucking jokes. Well, I, I just think that, like, the Oscars are a written show. Okay, so like Chris Rock went off script with that joke. And if he hadn't gone off script, I understand you want to give some of these performers a little latitude. But it's also like, hey, man, you're on live television. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like pretend like you're on fucking Fallon or whatever. Like the Oscars, um, you know, I'm just saying there's a time and a place for this stuff. And uh, I I think a producer, if that had been scripted, would have obviously known to cut it. Yeah. Whether it's Rock or Amy's, but Amy, you know, Amy's a badass. Okay, Amy's a badass. If you say so. Uh, Wade West says, "Roca, Jeff, awesome guys. Comedians, in my opinion, are becoming YouTube internet bullies under free speech. They hate Hollywood anyway. What do you think, Jeff? What do you think? Um, do do comedians hate Hollywood? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I play I play basketball with a bunch of them. Um, I think it's frustrating for them because I I think. Yeah, I, I think a lot of comedians are like great writers, you know, yes. but like, you know, they, they so few of them get that opportunity to like get their own sitcom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the business is frustrating for everybody in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think, yeah, if you're not in New York or L.A., yeah. you know, which like how many how many comedians are lucky enough to do that? Like, that's tough. Comedians hate Hollywood until they can make it in Hollywood. Then they love Hollywood and make all that money. You know? Right, exactly. But yeah, there is an underclass, just like there's an underclass of, of actors and writers and people yeah. who are jealous and frustrated and cynical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the Chris Rock joke was not scripted. That's the thing that's coming down at, about all this you mentioned earlier. The Chris Rock joke wasn't scripted. So um, pretty Nicky, pretty Nick says, uh, thanks for all you do, Roke. I love the discussion. 
you gentlemen bring to us every week on the hot mic. Much love to you both. Oh, there you go, Jeff. A little love from pretty Nick. Thank you. What uh, what are we talking about next? Let's see. It's your choice. It's your choice. Let's talk about. <laughs> oh boy, yes. this masturbator. Oh boy, let's talk about this. Yes, bring it in. What, what a story. <laughs> Tell the story. Give the particulars. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't have it in front of me, but from what I remember, it's like a guy who goes on a plane. Yes, Seattle to Vegas. Yeah, how long a ride is that? I, I, it can't be that long. See, I'm sorry, Seattle to Phoenix. Seattle to Phoenix. Okay, I think it was yeah, maybe four hours. Maybe four hours tops. So <laughs> he whips it out and asks his seatmate, like, "Hey, do you mind if I masturbate?" And yes. she's like. What exactly did she say? She was like, oh, I don't, I don't. I mean, she said something to the fact, like, I don't mind. They're like. Yeah. The the person's name is Antonio Sherrod McGarity, sitting next to a horrified woman on flight 3814. Was she horrified? She oh, didn't I, I ask. Mad. She didn't Sorry. ring the bell. She didn't signal anybody. She took out her phone and started <laughs> videotaping it. Like, who, who does that? <laughs> well, he supposedly asked her if it was okay. Um, was it like a do it you want to do response? He did it four times, and That's apparently he did it with both hands. So one hand, one time, uh, he was ambidextrous with it. Very talented. That, so that, that, yeah. that takes real skill. Yeah, you should begin um, to take so, pictures. Yeah. So, okay, so she had photographic evidence, but like <laughs> the idea that she like watched this happen four times and then at like yeah. the end. It was just, and plus she was able to change seats, so there were seats available. There were seats available, um, but I and, mean, but Jeff, we, just like in the Oscars, like when you're witnessing something that is so supremely shocking, you're not sure how you're going to react, sure. right? Well, I mean, listen, I'm not especially trying, women who are unfortunately uh, in this society. The react, but like both people to me are weird. Like there's yeah. something weird about her reaction to it. Yeah, but taking pictures. This right. guy, it's just like, bro, go in the bathroom. <laughs> If you gotta do that, go to the lavatory. Like, yeah. who starts jerking off and and ask their seatmate for permission? Like, yeah. get a blanket and be like discreet about it or something. I just, the whole situation, I can barely comprehend it. <laughs> um, according <laughs> you, you don't have anything else, Dad. I love that McGarity advised he asked the female witness if she minded to be masturbated. Uh, according to McGarity, the female witness put her hands in the air and said, it really doesn't matter. It really so, doesn't matter. Can't that's you a see weird that response. Like, it really doesn't matter to me. <laughs> so he thought, the guy said that he thought that her response was kind of kinky, so that gave him the green light to go ahead and do what he wanted to do. Amazing. And apparently, as you said, she took pictures and all this, but apparently, well, he he apparently he was able to masturbate and fall asleep for an hour during the flight. Right. So that's insane. Like, how young, is this guy 12? Like, how young is this kid, or person, rather, to be able to masturbate four times and fall asleep in an hour on a four-hour flight. Just incredible, like a lack of awareness of your surroundings. But again, the fact that this woman stayed as long as she did and was taking yeah. photos to me is just, it's its not what I would do in that instance. If, if I was next to someone and they started masturbating, <laughs> I don't think that that's how I would react, but that's just me. I love this. Uh, leave, uh, leave Sui. So was it Louis C.K.? Leave Louis C.K. I love, I love this. That's a great. I mean, you know, obviously the, everything that's going on with that, with the Grammy win, like that's yeah, right. that's on Grammy voters. Like, what do you want from the guy? He's allowed to make art, you know, submit it. And, and from there, it's on voters. It's not his fault. Oh, look, I wasn't mad at Louis C.K. 
Right. I was mad at all the fucking comics who were incredibly silent when this motherfucker won an award. He represents their industry. Okay, if you're gonna go after Will because you're you know you, you're jealous that Will is so rich and famous, and you're glad right. that one of the nice guys got into a situation. Well, you've also got to be consistent and go after one of your boys for winning an award when he shouldn't. And then people are like, oh, he paid the price. He was canceled. He was never canceled. All his comedy buds. After a year, his comedy buds were letting him back on stage, including Chris Rock, letting him be a part of their shows. You're, you're uh, right about Chris Rock. You know, and he's rumored, he was rumored to be dating a female comedian. I don't want to out that rumor during that whole time that he was going. And she stayed with him during that whole time of all this stuff going on. So... Just kind of crazy uh, with all this situation, for sure. And Louis C.K. is not white. He looks white. He's half Mexican, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know. Do the research. Louis is not fully white. So uh, Anyway, yeah, four times, and apparently she, he fell asleep for an hour. So ma ma madness. But, uh, yeah. So, all right, Jeff, uh, what are we on to next here? What do, we, what, what do we do with the list? I chose the masturbator. Oh, yeah, Victoria Alonso. Let's talk about that, dude. That's another massive story. Marvel's Victoria Alonso calling out uh, Bob Chapik over the "Don't Say Gay" bill. This thing doesn't go away. As much as as much as um, Disney would like it to go away, she uh, it is not going away. And Victoria Alonso, who is the Marvel Studios executive, she's uh, what? Uh, sorry, what's her? Uh, I always forget what her title is because it isn't she executive producer or what is she, Jeff for Marvel? I'll tell you what she is. <laughs> Let me tell you about this Victoria Alonso. I'll tell you what she is. Okay, executive producer and executive VP of production. Sorry, go ahead. Yes. She's one of the most powerful women in entertainment, and I yeah, think yeah. that she represents the death blow for this guy. Really? Yes. Wow. That is not something I've heard anybody say. Wow. Think, yeah, his think, contract comes up for renewal in February. So I, I think if you have Victoria Alonso not in your corner, not going to end well. That's, that's what I think. Uh, Right. Well, I, 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 I think uh, I think she's a very good executive, very savvy executive. That's and fantastic. if she was going to go like in that, like you know, in that direction, yeah. uh, I, I don't think that's a battle that he he walks away from. Yes, this was at the uh, Glad Awards, the Glad Media Awards. She was accepting an award for outstanding film for Eternals. Okay, um, and she said this. Uh, this is according to Deadline. While accepting the award during the speech, not on the red carpet, not in an interview, somehow outside the award ceremony. During the speech, she said, if you are a member of the LGBTQIA community and you work at the Walt Disney Company, the last two or three weeks have been a sad event. I've asked Mr. Chapek for courage in a 45-minute sit-down. I asked him to look around and truly, if what we sell is entertainment for family, we don't choose what family. Family is this entire room. Family is the family in Texas, Arizona, and Florida, and in my family and in my home. Uh, and she revealed the contents of the four. So I ask you again, Mr. Chapek, she said, please respect if we're selling family, take a stand against all these crazed, crazy, outdated laws. Take a stand for family. Stop saying that you tolerate us. Nobody, nobody tolerates me. Let me tell you that you tolerate the heat in Florida, the humidity in Arizona or Florida, the dryness in Arizona and Texas. And you tolerate a tantrum in a two year old. But you don't tolerate us. We deserve the right to live, love and to have more importantly, we deserve an origin story. Is what she said. So she said, "Doesn't sound like an employee mincing words." <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. And she went further to say, "I encourage all of you to stop being silent. Silence is death. Silence is poison. But if you don't stand up and if you don't fight, if you don't give your money and if you don't vote, then all we can do is have a party and be gay. 
Fight, fight, fight. As long as I'm at Marvel Studios, I will fight for representation I mean, for all of us. I, re I really cool. think it is as simple as he, he won't survive this year. Yeah? This year, you think? Really? Yeah. I, I and, and I can't write that. I can't report that. I don't have sources right. on that. Uh, and that's the kind of thing I could affect us a stock price, but I, I think he's for sure out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think he'll have a vote of no confidence from the board. Um, yeah. I, I just think he's messed up too much. Uh, haven't liked his response to a whole bunch of situations at this point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when, when you have, you know, Victoria Alonso saying that kind of stuff about you, yeah. you are a uh, dead man walking. Yeah. Uh, and some tough words here. And listen, I take a lot of shit sometimes because I'm politically active on my social media and people are, oh, you're going to lose followers. I've had many prominent friends of mine with larger followings who tell me, why do you post this stuff? Why do you talk about this stuff? Why blah, 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 blah. The reason is because I want to use my platform to highlight things, to promote things, to push things, to seek to showcasing what's happening out there and bring attention to it so that we can have a more inclusive society, okay? Do I sometimes go over the line with some of the shots? Sure, that's fair. But I want to use my platform for something. I don't give a fuck about losing subscribers or losing any of that stuff because it there's something more important that you have to do with your life. And if you get 100,000 subscribers, you're not saying shit about political stuff, and then you there's one issue that pops up and you're all like gung-ho about it, I couldn't give two shits. You got to care about everything, man. This is the life. Use your platform to make people to uh, encourage people to get educated about these issues, to look at these issues and see how it's affecting everyone. And I appreciate that Victoria Alonso did not take the easy way out. She went straight at Bob Chapek right down the middle. And she we're not knows, that far away. She knows her worth. Knows <laughs> right? her worth. And we're not that far away from Ike Perlmutter. Uh, um, Jeff, remember in the, uh, the past, well, the first two phases of Marvel, no diversity. No, we're not going to have women be the central focus. Black Widow is not going to be included in any Avengers toy set that we sell. You know, those kinds of things were out there. And I'm glad it's a, it's amazing to see the change that's happened. And hopefully it's long lasting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's get some super chats here that have come through. Uh, JMB says, think Roke is on board with me, but I really enjoy Hudson Hawk. A fun time with Willis. I ate a crazy over-the-top Richard E. Grant. Fight me, Snyder. Oh, and don't forget Sandra Bernhardt, who was hilarious in that movie as well. Uh, I don't even know if I've ever seen Hudson Hawk. I got to be honest. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. All right, Calvin's in here saying, loving the new show, Will Smith. I don't condone it at all. I think he knew he was going to get that Oscar and he was going to go out with a slap in Snyder. Boom. Yeah. Not a bad theory. I mean, what what an incredible thing. Like, yeah, you, I know I'm going to win an Oscar in half an hour. Let's let's go big or go home. <laughs> I mean, he had a smirk on his face walking back to the seat. He was strutting back to the seat. Man. I, I don't think he could even believe what he did, what he had just done. <laughs> that's the old West Philly Empire fan, nineteen eighty. I guess that's one way to join the Mile High Club. Hello. I don't know if you get access to the club with yourself. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's not really the right way to go about it. JB again saying, just catching up to the part about the plane only four times. <laughs> Amateur, yeah, right. That guy's a teenager. <laughs> yeah, he must be a teenager. You have no idea what you're talking about, guy. Uh, let's see. I, I right. tell you my record, but I don't want to break the internet. Oh, for God's sakes, cut it out. Uh, all right, so that's all the super chats so far. We're, we're close to wrapping up the show, Jeff. Uh, what, what do you want to jump to next? What do I want? Uh, Kevin Smith. Let's all right, talk about my boy Kevin Smith. NFT movie. 
Break it yeah, down. I love Kevin Smith. I, I don't like NFTs. I don't understand um, releasing Kilroy was here as an NFT for 5,000 people. Yeah. Just not a fan of it. Kevin Smith, I mean, it depends on how you look at crypt, you know, uh, NFTs, right? Yeah, right. Kevin Smith, to me, regardless of how you look at that stuff, is a man of the people. Yeah. So is this a man of the people technology, right? That democratizes it? Like, because some would argue this is the, the the technology that is for the people. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, uh, but others would say, no, this is the exact opposite of that. Because only rich people are, like, doing NFTs. Mm-hmm. Well, rich NFTs are, are available at any level that of whatever status you're at. If you can get people to buy them, that's the next step and rich people can get people to buy them because they're well known and that's the key to everything there um there's there's an environmental impact on these nfts which has really come to light over the last few months certainly brie larson has taken a lot of crap for being out front uh with her nft stuff as a member of the marvel and disney community um and now kevin smith doing this it's a horror film where the kids are killing mean adults uh interesting um but why do it in this format when it can be easily it's 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 hilarious to me because nfts can be easily pirated and used by other people and that's coming out more and more that people claim they have the only claim on this uh nft but in fact it's being shown in other places it's being copied and shown in other places so there's no real security on any nft stuff the whole, this whole fucking thing is stupid why can't we just say this is stupid you know i know there's a <laughs> zillion subject I, I know but there's like a whole like you know yeah. generation of people who are just like in my ear every day about yeah. you know web3 and crypto and nft and like part of me wants to believe it because i know i'm always late to this kind of shit but part <laughs> of me is just like what like i don't even understand i can't even wrap my head around it digital assets and shit like this fair enough uh well let's wrap up on two more subjects here real quick uh mads mickelson replacing johnny depp in the fantastic beasts movie did you get a screening did you go see it guys uh, i saw it twice let me tell you something you've never seen harry potter quite like this he has a little mustache right little curl at the end no i've i've uh, i've never seen a fantastic beast movie so no. why'd you agree to this fucking subject matter on the show then? God damn it. If you don't want if you don't I want to talk about, about movie stars. All right, fine. Do you like the fact that he's replacing Johnny Depp? Or do you think it's not he's not quite like Johnny Depp is like a feral animal and Mads is a little more laid back. So do you do you like I the think choice? These days, these days, Mads Mickelson is a more interesting actor than Johnny Depp. You know, I have not found Johnny Depp working in that vein of things to be particularly interesting. Okay. Uh, I don't know that that Johnny Depp really moved the needle box office wise. I feel like, you know, this is J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter. Like, you're either in or you're out. Johnny Depp isn't really going to materially affect the numbers one way or the other too much. Okay. Um, and I think that he would probably become a distraction. And for, like, a family-friendly you know, uh, franchise, it probably wasn't appropriate for him to stick around. So I, mm-hmm. I support the recasting. But uh, why is Ezra that... sticking around if Johnny's not sticking around? Uh, a, a good, a good question. Mm. A good question. But, you know, part of it is that Ezra has a future with them, right? As the Flash and Johnny yeah. does not, right? Mm-hmm. If Johnny Depp was playing Willy Wonka for them, would he still be in Fantastic Beasts? Probably. Right. Good point. 
Uh, you know, I don't know. It just it just depends. Okay. All right. Uh, Tokyo Vice drops tonight on HBO. Um, thoughts? Did you see it? I have not seen it. No, I didn't get a chance today. It was really, really. All right. Nice. That's what that is. What I want to talk about. Just like all the Tokyo Vice reviews, like. Yeah. Is is anything that Ansel Elgort is in like is that is it going to get a fair shake going forward or like because no. critics yeah. just had like the knives out I I felt like in their reviews for him and I get that you know Ken Ken uh, Watanabe is is yeah. certainly the, the standout here and like you know I, I like the young actor playing the um the Yakuza yeah uh, and and Rachel Keller I think her name is is great you know. Mm-hmm. From, Fargo, she's the female lead so like you know the performances around him are better than he is which te- you know tends to be the case okay. but like he's he's he is always fine yeah. and like maybe fine isn't enough you know i understand those criticisms but like i don't know there's just been this undercurrent in the reviews of well ansel elgort it seems like a bad guy and so i didn't like this i couldn't you know his whole presence in this show distracted me and it's his fault i didn't like it and blah blah blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, it's weird. I feel this way about Jared Leto. Like, uh, critics seem to be ready to destroy anything Jared Leto is in recently because of, oh, he sent a a Black Flowers or a rat or something like that. Certainly the recent um, uh, accusations are uncomfortable as hell for sure. And if those are true, then he needs to be called the carpet of him DMing 16, 17-year-olds at his age um, on, on Instagram or social media apps. That's not a good thing. So that's what you, so I understand the, the issues there, but with Ansel, it's like, as a critic, are you beholden to the anger of the public in order to review your film or, or the show or TV or film that he's involved in? Or do you have to, or do you have a responsibility to give your honest opinion? And if you, if, if the off camera stuff is affecting your point of view on the criticism, that is it an honest criticism. It seems tainted if you're not able to look why, at why it, is it, wait, like, hold on. Hold yeah. On. Just, I, I want to address a comment here. Sure, Jason sure. Fast Horse. I'm okay. too tired to hear another white savior criticism. That's mm-hmm. not what the show is. A, a yeah. white savior. Who's he saving? Yeah. Right. right. Uh, that's, that's just like so lazy. I feel like, come on, yeah. you're better than that, Jason. Um, this is a, a journalism thriller. Yeah. And that's why I liked it, you know, because it really is, it is a procedural about journalism. Right, he's not saving anybody, right? No. Yeah, exactly. No, he just wants to expose like the underworld of, of Japan because in Japan there is no murder. They don't allow things to be classified as homicides, or at least at, the, mm. at that period of this police force, like you know, at least, right. you know, that is what we're told in the show. They don't know what homicide is. Right. Right. Uh, that doesn't happen here. So. It, you know, it, it's it's interesting. Um, I think it's a good show. I, I don't think it's going to be a hit. Um, was I telling you this or was I telling somebody else? I don't know. You haven't told Maybe me. Maybe it was Kroll. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a hit. It's not the really? kind of show, again, that, that I go, could my dad watch this show? Hmm. And I don't think he could. I, I don't <laughs> think he would, he would like it. And he, like, he watched Narcos. Yeah. You know, he didn't mind all the subtitles and that. There may be a little bit more subtitles in, in Tokyo Vice. Right. Um. But yeah, it's just a little too slow, I think, for him. Isn't this the vibe of Black Rain? Really, Scott's Black Rain? I asked you that before. And now having really. seen it. No, I mean, it's not about, it's, you know, there is a bit of a Yakuza war. But again, yeah. this is more of like a, okay. you know, a journalism movie. 
Okay. That's that's what it, it's like Zodiac or or Spotlight or something. All right, fair enough. How many episodes is it? Ten. I've seen five. Yeah, I think it's ten. I've seen five. Wow, five of them. They're and, hour long and, or they're half an hour. Hour long. And it is interesting because it it starts with a flash forward, I would say. Mm. And and then you know you, then you see Ansel and like you know when he f- first got to gets to um, Japan or whatever, and right. uh, it's the performance is different. Right, because he's been so changed, you know. As right. you, you see, you see, you're getting a glimpse of the growth of the character, and I, and I didn't, I didn't love that approach at first, but now that I've seen five episodes, I appreciate it. Okay, fair enough. Well, there you go. All right, there's Jeff Snyder's review of Tokyo Vice. I'm going to take a look at it as well sometime tonight um, and uh, tomorrow, and hopefully have a review some up that sometime this weekend for sure. Um, all right, there we go. That's the hot mic. Let's get on out of here. It's been an hour. Thank you all so much for joining us. Had 160 wall. Uh, joining us, please remember to hit a like. About our average, huh? That's about our average. Yeah, it's not. It's not too. We got to start doing the show with our shirt off. <laughs> well, we had more at the six o'clock hour, so I wonder if maybe the six o'clock hour might be our our uh, sweet spot. I don't know. Um, thoughts on all right, Jeff. Thanks so much, uh, Jeff. Uh, let people know where they can find you. And everything going on, my man. At the In Snyder on the Twitter, uh, the Ankler on Mondays, LA Mag. I should have a summer movie preview dropping pretty soon. And then, oh yeah, BTL News below the line. Yeah, BTL News. There you go. Um, uh, as for me, you can follow me at the Rogue Says on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And ladies and gentlemen, I will be spinning off the hot mic into its own podcast feed. Wow. So get ready to subscribe to that. Because, uh, yeah, we do it once a week for an hour, but there may be other subjects that pop up that I may be able to reach out to Jeff and take emergency hot mics. Yeah, emergency hot mics where I can do a quick conversation with Jeff recorded and putting up and put it up as a podcast episode. So look out for that. Uh, and I'll add the previous uh, three or four episodes uh, to the podcast stream when I set it up. But we've got I was ambulance. Did you like it? I haven't. I, I missed the screen. I'm going tonight. Oh, I, I didn't see it yet. I, I, I have plans tonight, so I'm going tomorrow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Talk about it next week, folks. That sounds good. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. All right. right. Uh, as I said, follow me at the Roca says on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, the Outlaw Nation on Twitch. Subscribe to the channel. We just crossed twenty-two thousand subscribers. Thank you very much. Let's keep marching towards twenty-five thousand. Give it some love and share it on your social media with the hashtag the Outlaw Nation and the hot mic on the hashtag as well. All right. Much love to you all. Thanks so much. Take care of yourselves. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of the Hot Mic. Peace. Yeah, a little.